The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. Welcome to Born to be Breastfed. Today, I want to talk with you about breastfeeding through the holiday season. You know, really, the holidays are a time when we celebrate. So, I'm a big believer in celebration and feeling that the holidays should be joyful. But sometimes, with a seemingly endless to-do list, you can find yourself kind of stressed out. And that's not good for you or your baby. Beyond the to-do list, though, the breastfeeding mother may find herself dealing with a number of issues that she wouldn't otherwise necessarily need to be facing at non-holiday time, the good and the bad. So what are the issues that you might find yourself facing? If you're a new mother, this may be the first time that you've had to juggle all of the responsibilities of taking care of a baby with all of the responsibilities of cooking and extended travel, or maybe even the first time that you've had an opportunity to nurse in public. If you're the mother of a toddler or an older child, you may dread that criticism from great aunt Mildred, because she always seems to have something to say that is is critical. And maybe now you're fearful that she's going to be criticizing you because you're breastfeeding that baby who's, quote, too old for it. So any of those kinds of things can crop up at the holiday. And this show today really aims to help you to identify the issues that you might find yourself facing and generate some options to help you to deal with those issues. And finally, I hope I can help you to pick the options or approaches that seem right for you and your family. So let's start out making a list. Yeah, yeah, I know you got a lot, a lot of lists going on in your life right now, but take a piece of paper and pencil if you have it handy. Make a list of what are the issues that you are going to be dealing with, both the good and the bad. At the holiday time, what's going on? Are you planning to nurse or pump or both? Most of us for the holiday season find ourselves traveling. Are you going to be traveling by car, by plane, or maybe something else, maybe the train or the bus? Or are you just going to kick back and stay home? That all sounds good, but sometimes when you find yourself at home for the holiday, you also find yourself in charge of the cooking, the baking, the cleaning up. 
it can be difficult to coordinate all of those activities. And I would advise you to stay away from the kinds of things that really take a lot of precise cooking or precise timing. I'm thinking, for instance, of that seven-minute frosting that my mother gave me the recipe for years ago. It's really seven minutes. You've got to stand there and watch it. Or maybe it's gravy. If you have it going and you're not stirring it, you're going to find it all stuck to the bottom of the pan and you might feel like your holiday dinner was ruined. So my suggestion to you would be with things like that, try to keep it as simple as you can. And it takes some of the stress off so that when that baby is crying, you can go breastfeed your baby and not feel like you've got a gajillion things to juggle. Now, what's the story with nursing or pumping in front of relatives or friends or (laughs) maybe even strangers? How do you feel about that? And... Just as importantly, how do they feel about that? If great uncle Herman is going to get all red in the face, if you sit down to breastfeed your baby, just remember that that can invite some talk behind your back and some stuff you'd probably rather not deal with. Ask yourself, even if you're going to stay home, maybe your sister is coming or your favorite cousins or whatever, are you going to go do some special activity? Maybe you're going to go shopping or go ice skating or go whatever. Think about what those things are. Are you going to be eating or drinking some special foods? Most of us have celebratory foods. We sure do in our family. So just think about what is going to make that holiday season different for you. And how is that going to impact on your breastfeeding experience? Basically, this is just a little overview here. I'm going to talk about whether you're going to pump or nurse. I'll talk about some special activities, foods, and other kinds of things related to the holidays. Traveling and breastfeeding when you are traveling. Compromised comfort or privacy. And by that, I mean nursing in a place where comfort or privacy is compromised. And that might be in a public place. But it might be nursing in front of relatives or friends or even strangers. And finally, at the end, we'll talk about some criticism from family and relatives. Because let's face it, if you're with friends and relatives, the criticisms can come. Let me start then with the pros and cons of whether or not you're going to be pumping or nursing. Let me start with nursing, that is suckling your baby at the breast, what my husband calls getting it straight from the tap. To me, there is the pro side to this is so obvious. The baby empties the mother's breast better than any pump in the world. And by the way, just for for the record, the baby votes for this option, okay? So nursing your baby directly at your breast is the most advantageous from the standpoint of efficiency, convenience, safety, and probably just about anything else you can name. It is absolutely the best option, in my opinion. But what are the cons? Well, you know, to me, the biggest con here is either compromising safety and privacy or taking criticism from relatives. And in that case, I'm going to show you how to deal with those things. What about pumping or even hand expressing. What are the pros and cons to that? Well, the pros might be 
it's good if you are planning to spend any time away from your baby. If you are actually with your baby, there's really no need to pump or to express. If, however, you're going to be away from the baby, then I would make a couple of recommendations. First of all, make sure you're following the proper techniques for collecting, storing, transporting, and thawing and reheating your milk. And I can't go into that today. That's a whole other show. But really just make sure that you're up to speed on what those proper techniques are. Now, transporting your milk is easy. If you're going to be gone for a short distance, you know, really, you could even leave your milk at room temperature for at least four hours. So think about that as a possibility. Otherwise, if you're going to be longer than that, I would suggest that you use one of those thermal chest things. I'm sorry, I don't really know what they're called, but we always take them on a picnic. And you can use one of those commercial ice things inside of the chest, and it will keep your milk cool for many, many hours. So what are the cons to pumping and saving your milk? Well, to me, one of the biggest things is toting all that paraphernalia for the pump, the bottles, the nipples, etc., 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 You've got to wash all of that equipment. And by the way, you might be in somebody else's house, which makes it kind of a a little awkward. And you've got to make sure that you've got all of that stuff with you and that all of those parts are all working, which in theory they should be. But I would suggest that if you're traveling, you make sure that you have replacements for your pump handy, particularly if you're using a pump that has that little white membrane. You know the one I mean. It's about the size of a, well, kind of like the size of a dime or maybe a little bit bigger than a dime, but it's more oval-shaped. Now, if you do not have that thing on your pump, it will not work, okay? And you could either lose that, or shucks, you could lose it at home for that matter, so you should always have a backup. But also, if you're using it, uh, if you're going to sterilize it in one of those little sterilized bag things that you put in the microwave, if you don't follow the directions exactly, you will end up with something that looks more like a potato chip, all right? And then you won't be able to use it on your pump, and the pump won't work. So I would suggest that even though you could buy those locally or you could buy one online, just make sure that you have one so that in case you need it, you've got it handy and you don't have to sweat about it. What about some special activities? Shopping, especially on Black Friday, I would say if you really want to do that, go ahead, go, have a good time. Shop with your sister or whoever your shopping buddy is. Just remember not to overdo it. If you want to take your baby with you, I would suggest that you put him in a sling because that way you can do some hands-free shopping. Or I would say the other thing is call the mall ahead of time and see if they have a nice nursing lounge. A lot of the times you'll find that one of the anchor stores will have a nice ladies' restroom that will have kind of a lounge just before you go into the bathroom proper there. And those are pretty nice, but call ahead if you're concerned. I do not suggest leaving your baby with a relative for the very first time out. That can be havoc for you and the relative and the baby. That really has to be a planned orchestration. What about some what I would call celebratory foods? 
I'm thinking about chocolate, coffee, alcohol, all that kind of stuff. Boy, I don't know about you, but in my family, we have this absolutely fabulous three-layer chocolate cake that is my mother's favorite chocolate cake, and we've had it every single year for every single holiday. Well, couple of times we missed and it's fabulous but then you're going to say boy marie if i was at your house i would really want to be eating that chocolate cake is it okay for me to have it yes a resounding yes it is okay breastfeeding mothers have been told that they can't have chocolate and that's just not true i would advise you to guard against overdoing it but honestly most babies won't react to the chocolate just have it and be happy chocolate really lives up to its uh, reputation Uh, coffee is another one a few cups of coffee are fine just don't overdo it alcohol now again i might not have alcohol if it was a regular day but on a holiday i might so here's what i would say with that it's okay to have a glass of wine or a mug of beer here or there, and it you know just really isn't a big deal if you keep in mind a couple of basic principles. And one of those is take it easy and don't chug it down. Just sip, take it with some food, you should be fine. There's no research to strictly prohibit alcohol while breastfeeding. Watch yourself. If you feel woozy, the baby will feel woozy. And that probably happens if you chugged it down or took it on an empty stomach. Pick the best time. Have your glass of alcohol before the baby goes to bed for the night. In all likelihood, if you have a baby who sleeps for several hours, the effect of the alcohol will have worn off by the next time that the baby nurses. If you really feel uneasy, you could... Uh, test your milk with one of those commercial strips. You can buy them in um, just any department store or online. That would be fine. But honestly, I think most of the time you'll be just fine. Just one other thing I want to mention before we go to break, and that is sometimes babies will have what they call a nursing strike. Do not mistake this for the baby wanting to wean. It happens around well, it can happen anytime, certainly, but usually it's the babies that are like seven or eight months. And if so, they will have a time that sometimes with all the holiday excitement, they just don't want to breastfeed. Usually, the best way to solve that is just by going to a quiet room, dim the lights, reduce the noise. You should be good to go. Okay, then. Pretty much, I think that I've covered an overview and a little bit of those special activities and special foods. When we come back, I'm going to be talking to you um, about comfort and privacy. That's all I have for the moment. Let's take a short break. I'm Marie Biancuto. See you in a few minutes. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Take charge of your fitness and take charge of your healthy life. Listen for Be Fit for Life with your host, Chad Austin. Think back over the past week, the past month, the past years. Are you like a lot of other people? Too busy with the kids, work, travel, social calendars, business calendars, the day, the night, this and that. 
Make the decision to be healthier. Just do it. Chad Austin has made a living from motivating people to stop excuses and make fitness a priority in their lives. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Nine different energy systems make up the energy body. Energy is all around us and connects us. Energy exerts a major control over our biology and is a big reason why you should be tuning in to energy medicine and optimal health with your host, Dr. Ann Deatley. We'll explore energy balance techniques, tips, and patterns to keep your flow of energy optimal to maintain maximal health. By adopting these techniques, you will keep your energy body and physical body in harmony. Listen for Energy Medicine and Optimal Health, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi. So, this is to be breastfed. And hey, all of you holiday folk out there, I just want to let you know, I am already up for your emails. I, there are like a gajillion questions you could be asking me about holiday travel, and that's throughout the holiday season, I'm sure. So please feel free to email me, and I will be happy to take your questions via email. So just before the break, we were talking a little bit about those special activities or things that might happen during the holiday season that wouldn't otherwise happen. And now I'm going to pick it up with issues of what I would call comfort and privacy that might be compromised as you find yourself in the holiday situation, maybe not at your own home, maybe at somebody else's home, and in fact, maybe in some public places. So I think there are really a couple of things that I will try to point out about this. In order to get the best out of comfort 
and privacy as a breastfeeding mother in a, I'm, I'm going to say a strange situation, but you know what I mean, in, in a, a not regular situation. couple of real things. First, avoid a scene. And secondly, think about what your clothing is. Thirdly, try to choose the right environment. And then what I'll do is unpack all of those for you. Let me start with the first one. Avoid a scene. What's the best way to avoid a scene? The best way to avoid a scene is by not having a screaming baby. A screaming baby always will draw attention to you. And, you know, pretty much it makes everybody feel uncomfortable. The baby isn't happy. You aren't happy. Uh, The relatives get all like they don't know what to do. So the key for this is not to wait until the baby gets overly hungry. You know your baby better than I do. So you've probably already cued into what those early hunger cues are. For example, with a young baby, it may well be that the baby is awake. And he's just kind of sitting there. And he's just gazing around. And if so, that's one of the cues. It may be that he starts to root. Now, you know what rooting is. It's when something touches the side of his cheek, and he's rooting towards that. It might be that he's putting his hands in his mouth. Now, young babies, young infants will do any of those kinds of things, and much, much more. But try to look for those early hunger cues that you've already come to recognize, and get the baby to breast, offer him the food right then before he gets too hungry, and that will avoid calling attention to yourself and to your baby and to your breastfeeding experience. I think I might add here that remember, when you've got a situation where the baby is screaming, it opens the door for people criticizing you, and we're going to talk more about that later in the show. So try to show that you've got an easy-to-manage baby, happy baby, life is good, and That's the way to do it, is to read those early hunger cues. Now, what about if you've got an older baby? Well, if you've got an older baby, typically the babies will do what I call digging or pawing. They kind of use their hands, and they're trying to get at the mother's clothing. They they smell the food. They know where it is, okay? And if the baby starts to do that, that's an early hunger cue. So, the trick is, Watch those early hunger cues, get the baby to breast, get him some food, and it really will help to smooth things out. Let me move then to clothing. Now, certainly every mother has to figure out what suits her wardrobe tastes, her need for modesty, her budget, her style, whatever else. So you've kind of got to figure this out for yourself. But here are a few possibilities that I might suggest that sometimes people just forget to use as alternatives. For example, a tank top. Tank top can work really well under your, I'll say, outer shirt. You know what I mean. Or even an outer sweater. A loose or a bulky sweater or shirt on the outside. And then you have the tank top on the inside. This works real well. You can pull up the top of the outer shirt or the outer sweater and pull the tank top down and bring the baby up and under. Nothing will show. And 
I would suggest this because not only is it fairly easy to maneuver like that, but also it gives you like a little like layer there where you've got a little bit more warmth, particularly if you're in a drafty area. So consider that. There are tons, and I mean tons, of commercial products out there for covering up. Uh, there are some of these I think look kind of silly, but that's just me. I've seen those things that look sort of like shower curtains, but they they do do a good job at covering up your shoulder and your chest. You kind of slide the baby underneath, and there you go. Another one is sort of an apron style, and it's got a well, as you might imagine, like an apron, a strap that kind of goes around your neck. And then it covers up the whole front of you. That would work well, I would say, for pumping. I don't think that works very well for breastfeeding, although I would suppose that you could make it do double duty if that's the only thing you had. Personally, I think that sometimes just a really nice shawl would be a great addition to any woman's wardrobe. It does really well in the sense that it's fairly fluid. You can move it around to where you need it to be, where the baby needs to be. A blanket, I would imagine, will do the same job. But I I actually like a shawl, and I'm not nursing a baby right now, but in the office sometimes it's just much easier for me to have on a shawl that I've got my hands and arms free. I don't have to worry about jackets and sleeves and stuff. Make sure to, I forgot to say this, that you have a bra that has the flaps that flap down and become very familiar with how to get those flaps on and off and up and down or whatever before you find yourself in a situation where you might have somebody watching you while you do it. It's just a matter of coordination. It's not a big deal. But, again, just practicing with those really will make your experience a little bit easier. Now, if you're nursing, one of the things that you might want to do in a home is, or I suppose elsewhere, anywhere, is to choose a chair that has a high back. If you've got that, the chair with the high back, you'll find that somebody can't really come up behind you, and so you feel a little bit more secure. While you're at it... Make sure that when you sit down in that chair that you've got whatever it is you want for when you're nursing. Maybe it's just your glass of water, but maybe it's more than that. If you're going to another room, you might want to take a diaper change or whatever. Again, this might be something where you might ask the relative, is it okay if I go in, you know, the, the wherever room in order to breastfeed. And sometimes that will make you feel better. It may make other people feel better too. Some people really don't like to have the baby breastfeeding. Uh, I don't really think it's any of their business. But again, you've kind of got to figure out what works in your family. Choose the right environment. For example, let's say that you're going to be traveling in an airport you might want to use the lounge if there is a ladies' lounge or a nursing room. More on that later. And also, remember that these are public places, but particularly those people who are in the United States, I want to give you a very, very clear message that breastfeeding is not illegal anywhere. Not anywhere, okay? There's some states that have laws that protect your right, but it's not illegal anywhere. 
So I would suggest to you, think about how you might want to escape to another room, maybe in your own home or maybe in your relative's home, and get that like scoped out ahead of time so that you're not having to deal with it at the last minute. Pick the right chair, the right room, the right environment, the right whatever for you. If indicated, try and see what you've got to take along with you. And remember that modesty is something that with a little bit of adjustment, you can do fairly easily. Okay, then. I'll give you a few minutes to think about what we've just said during this segment and ask you to stay tuned. When we come back, I'm going to talk about traveling. I'm Marie Biancuzzo. This is Born to be Breastfed. And stay right there. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this break. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly. But instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine. Navigating the Cancer Maze with host Grace Goller will help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuzo, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. I'm Marie Biancuzzo, and this is Born to be Breastfed. Thank you so much for joining me. And again, I want to invite your email questions at radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Alrighty then, we've talked about some of the things that crop up that you might have to deal with. And the next one that I'd like to talk about is the actual traveling or possibly the staying at home, but a big emphasis on traveling. First of all, most I am guessing that most people, if they're traveling, they're going to be doing either air time or their uh, uh, air travel, excuse me, or they're going to be doing car travel. Let me give you some pros and cons. So, for example, if it's air travel for the breastfeeding mother, uh, the pro is that the baby can nurse while the mother is traveling. No need to pull the car over, okay? The pilot is driving here. And... Generally, airports have clean, efficient changing stations in the restroom so that you can get your baby's diaper changed, no problem. Some airports have a lounge for breastfeeding mothers, and you can easily pump or nurse. I made notes about the ones that I actually knew something about because, honestly, it's not just the big airports that have a nursing lounge or a uh, lactation room or whatever they happen to call it. I have heard, for example, that the airport in Knoxville, Tennessee, has a very lovely lounge for breastfeeding mothers. Now, reportedly, I have not personally seen it myself. But I would suggest to you that it might be an airport that you wouldn't have really thought of. You know, I would not have thought of Knoxville, Tennessee as the airport breastfeeding capital of the world, but kudos to you folks in Knoxville for making that happen. Now, I would suggest that in order to figure out if the, if the um, airport has a nursing lounge, you can go on the site and see what their services are. Now, Again, I was not real successful with finding these, and if you don't find it on the website, you should feel free to call ahead. Every airport has a phone number, and you can call them and ask them about their airport services. In general, I think I would probably ask for a lactation room or a nursing mother's lounge Uh, You might need to play with a couple of different words before you get the one that actually makes some sense to them. But ask. And ask again and ask again and ask again. And I would suggest that you look at not only the airport that you're departing from, but the airport where you're planning to arrive, as well as, and this is probably the most important one, if you have a connection, where can you go to either change your baby or to nurse, or to pump at the airport where you're going to be making your connecting flight. Now, back to the ask and ask again. You might not have the right person to answer the question. 
someone should be able to answer your question about the facilities, even if the answer is, no, we don't have that. But fact of the matter is, you want to make sure that you know what you're, kind of like what you've got and what you don't have. Some cons for the breastfeeding mother who is traveling by air. There's really no reasonable place to change the baby when you're on the plane. Remember, too, that babies that are less than a month old tend to have a stool, a stool with every breastfeeding. So be prepared. Plan ahead. I, my best suggestion might be to change the baby's diaper as close to takeoff time from your departing airport as you possibly can. Now, an alternative is that you can try to kind of squeeze into the plane's restroom, but as you know, they're very, very small. There's barely room to turn around in there. Assuming that you are traveling with somebody, you can ask your traveling companion if they can kind of provide their own lap while you change the baby. But you might not be so lucky if you're traveling by yourself. Then you've got to hope that you have a friendly seatmate, and she might offer her lap as a place that you could put the baby while you're changing him. Now, don't despair. That actually does happen. I might be the person sitting next to you, and if I am, I will offer. So don't think that it's impossible. A big word of caution here is that planes often get delayed. And when do they often get delayed? During the holiday time. Make sure that you have extra diapers in the airport. Plan ahead. Pack more than you need. Some years ago, I don't know, three or four or five years ago maybe, I was at Dulles Airport, just outside of Washington, D.C., where I live. And I want to say that my flight was supposed to take off at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, it didn't. And we were delayed at 4, and we were delayed at 5, and we were delayed at 6. And you got the picture. You know where this is going. Finally, at 11 p.m., they said, sorry, flight number whatever is canceled. There was a woman there who was traveling from somewhere in the U.K., I believe. And I happened to be next to her when she said she had had extra diapers, but by now she was out of her extra diapers. Here's this poor baby who desperately needs a change. And from what we could tell, there was no place to purchase them at the airport. Now, that may be incorrect, but that's as much as we could figure out. I said to her, not to worry, I actually live here, I'm going home, and I will stop at the drugstore, tell me how how many pounds does your baby weigh, and I will just bring you some diapers. But that is probably an unusual situation to find somebody who would actually be able to do that. So the moral of the story is be prepared for the worst and hope it doesn't happen. I would also say that by when you're traveling by plane, remember that the baby's ears can feel a lot of pressure. The best way to deal with that is to nurse the baby. Nurse the baby, nurse the baby, nurse the baby. So generally then, my recommendations about air travel for the breastfeeding mother and her baby are, number one, bring extra clothes. Bring extra clothes for the baby and for yourself. You might find yourself wet or soggy for some reason or another, so make sure you have enough. Plan ahead. Know know the airport. Know what the facilities offer. Also, if you are pumping, make sure that you take your pump and your accessory kit as a carry-on. 
or better yet, oh, this is like my great little place to advertise what I'm always trying to preach. Learn how to do hand expression. So many of us these days feel like we're, you know, like kind of stuck on all of the technology. But hand expression is a really excellent way to be able to handle, uh, literally, (laughs) no pun intended there, to be able to handle getting milk out of your breasts. I'm a firm believer that if somebody needs to have milk removed from their breasts, they need to learn how to use their hands in order to accomplish that. It's actually a fairly simple technique. It's clean. It removes milk efficiently. And if you know how to perform the technique, it can be done very, very quickly, and you don't need to have any equipment. I always say the one piece of equipment that is always with you is, guess what? Your hands. I might actually be able to deal with that a little bit more in another segment, but I'm a big fan of hand expression. Okay, so let's look then for a minute at car travel. One of the big pros to doing car travel is that it's very easy to bring everything that you might possibly need for the baby. So you've got the extra clothes, you've got the extra diapers, you've got anything and everything that you could possibly ever want or need, and it's all in the car and you're set to go. It also avoids all the craziness of going to the airport and dealing with the security, the boarding, getting your shoes on and off and getting the stroller through and all of that stuff, which is kind of a pain in the neck. So I think that there's a good case to be made for sometimes car travel, even if you're anticipating a lengthy uh, travel. If you've got maybe a six or seven hour drive, it actually might be easier than flying. You need to work this out with your own family, okay? Everybody is kind of different, and it really depends on what those six or seven hours are and what the alternative is. Now, there are, however, some very distinct cons to this. You cannot feed the baby while the car is moving. It's not very convenient, and it's probably illegal, okay, in most places, if not all places. So, the fact that you can't feed the the baby while the car is moving means that you're going to need to plan extra, extra, extra time. The name of the game here is, you've heard me say this so many times in this show as well as in others, plan ahead. I would start by figuring out how many hours the trip actually takes. If you were to go by yourself or just with one traveling adult companion, how long would that trip take? Next, figure out how many times your baby would usually eat in a three-hour period. And I would say, consider that you need at least, at least 15 minutes to pull the car off to the side of the road, breastfeed from there, and hope that all goes well. Understand that you may be making many more stops to breastfeed than you ordinarily would do. Do you get me? In other words, the baby might not necessarily want to eat for food. He might need to nurse for comfort. And so you may find yourself with more nursings than usual. If you don't want to arrive totally stressed out and nutty, 
build in some extra time so that you have that time and you feel okay about pulling the car over to the side of the road, get the baby happy, get everybody happy, and it 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 should be better, okay? So then, basically, car travel can be done. Oh, I forgot to mention, too. You know, some kids really like to... Uh, be in the car more towards morning or more towards night, and they just take a bigger nap. So again, you might kind of want to watch your own baby's behavior. Okay, then. That's about all I have for air travel and car travel. And I'm Marie Biancuzzo with Born to be Breastfed. When we come back, I'll be talking about dealing with relatives who give you false criticism. Alrighty, that's it, and we will be back after this short break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuzo, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Every weekend, take some time out of your schedule for new reflections featuring Dr. Adam Rubenstein. It's a show about all things aesthetic, from skin care to plastic surgery, health and beauty. You'll learn about the aesthetic products and procedures to embrace or avoid. Each show will feature live, virtual, interactive consultations that you'll be able to follow along with and featured guests from the world of beauty and aesthetics. Listen Saturdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, for new reflections with Dr. Adam Rubenstein on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. 
To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, I'm Marie Biancuso. Welcome back to Born to be Breastfed. We just got finished talking about traveling by air or by car. And now I'm going to move on to the what happens when you get there. Now, maybe you have a perfect family, but I don't, and I don't know too many people that do. As a matter of fact, just the other day I saw a little, uh, my husband actually pointed out to me, it was a thing that you can put in your yard, a sign that says, as far as anybody knows, we're a normal family. So, if you find yourself with some of those relatives, and you know who I mean, it's always, you know, Aunt Mildred or whoever it is who's got the criticisms, be prepared. She's probably going to have a criticism about breastfeeding because she has a criticism about everything. So be prepared for this. I'm going to offer you some tips for dealing with the relatives who may not approve of your breastfeeding or the way that you're breastfeeding or any number of other issues related to your breastfeeding. This is what I think is most important. Remain calm and reflect before responding. Don't come back with an emotionally charged response. It just inflates the situation. Count to 10 or do whatever you have to do, but do not get emotional. I'm telling you, it will just inflate the situation. As a matter of fact, if you can stay quiet, that's even better. But I find that pretty hard. I would urge you to remember that you are doing something important. And... As Aristotle says, criticism is something you can easily avoid by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. Hmm. Well, which one of us wants to say nothing, do nothing, and be nothing? Probably not. You're doing something important here. And that false criticism is just like sort of a testament that you are doing something important, the more important that that thing is that you're doing, the more criticism you will receive. So just remember that criticism is the verbal manifestation of an opinion. It's just an opinion. And here's how I see it. Opinions are like noses. Everybody has one. Okay? So think about your nonverbal communication. It's not just the words you say, but it's also your tone of voice and your body language. Sometimes what you can do with false criticism is just plain ignore it, okay? Some people criticize you just to get a rise out of you, and my advice to you would be don't take the bait. I'm sure I'm speaking to you in a way that actually I'm kind of talking to myself. I deal with audiences all the time in one form or another, either one-on-one audiences or a while ago, a couple of weeks ago, I had an audience of 180 people. Okay, 
I know that I'm going to engender some criticism because I am not vanilla, all right? But truth of the matter is, when somebody offers a comment that I know is unfounded, I really have to remind myself, don't take the bait. Here's another one. If you're going to respond, one of the things that you can do is to think about where the offender is coming from. Remember that she may not have breastfed or she might have been taught something different from what you've been taught about breastfeeding. And so kind of cut this person a break, all right? And one of the comebacks that you can have with that is along the lines of, well, you know, nowadays research shows that... And when you phrase it in that form, it seems as though whatever she did in the old day is somehow permissible, and so therefore, you know, you're not attacking her. Here's another thing. Focus on your decision. This is your baby. Breastfeeding is one of the many, many parenting decisions that you have made, and one of many that you're going to make in the future. So just stick to your guns. Here's another one that you can do. You can focus on some outside authority. But I would avoid lengthy explanations. I can be a little cerebral sometimes. As you can imagine, I did not get in the world where I am if I hadn't been a thinker and an explainer, okay? I've written hundreds of articles. I've written books. I've given... Uh, I have no idea how many trainings I've done for professionals. So, yeah, I think about it a lot. And in those situations, I do defend myself. But I think you'll find that with a relative, sometimes the more explanation and the lengthier of an explanation that you give, the deeper of a hole you'll dig for yourself. It really just gives them more ammunition. So try to keep your explanation short. It could be something like, well, the baby's doctor says that it's best for him. And then let it go. One of the best tricks, like in the whole world, is to use humor to deflect a hairy situation. Um, (laughs) This is a little bit tricky because... When you use humor, you have to worry about that tone of voice. You can't come across sounding sarcastic, okay? But if you can do a little good humor with something, it usually kind of knocks people off from their game and works pretty well. So if you are a naturally humorous person, this will come easily to you. If you are not a naturally humorous person, hello, that would be me. I'm not naturally humorous. But try to think of a good comeback for whatever it is that their criticism has been, and you might be able to just kind of wing it from there. Okay, then. Basically, what I've tried to do here is to help you to think through that how you're going to respond, or even if you're going to respond, you need to sit down and maybe come up with a few more sound bites than the ones that I gave you. Basically, in this program, what we've tried to do here is to look for what are the main decisions or the issues that you're dealing with. One of them might be, are you going to nurse or are you going to pump? Second one. 
facing some special and, and often some exciting really cool things maybe, but they're new or unusual situations that may be part of the celebration. Allow yourself to have fun and don't stress out too much about what you can do or not do as a breastfeeding mother. There are very few rules to breastfeeding. Number three, we talked about traveling or staying at home and that impact on breastfeeding. I don't really think it matters what you do as long as you make it happy for you. Dealing with compromised or comfort or, uh, or privacy in somebody else's home or at the airport or in the mall or whatever, often pre-planning is the big ticket there for making sure that you put yourself in a situation where you don't feel compromised. And finally, if your well-meaning but uninformed relatives, friends, and strangers give criticisms to you for breastfeeding your baby or how you breastfed your baby, try to stay calm, don't overreact, and hear me talking in your ear when it happens, don't take the bait. Okay? So then. That's all that we have time for today. I'd like to thank you for listening to Born to be Breastfed. And I'd also like to invite you to come back. And in the meanwhile, get those questions going, all right? You can send me email at radio at borntobebreastfed.com, and I will do my best to take on your questions. Visit my website at borntobebreastfed.com for a preview of what's coming up next week. And if you are interested in professional continuing education about breastfeeding and lactation, remember, I'm your source for evidence-based practice and education on the web and sometimes in your city. Again, that site is borntobebreastfed.com. Com. I will repeat that. Website is borntobebreastfed.com. Don't forget to send me email. I'm Marie Biancuzzo, and I promise I will help you to cut through the myths, clarify the facts about breastfeeding next Monday, same time, same channel, and in the meanwhile, remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week, and happy holidays to all of you, no matter where you are. Have a great time. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuzo next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby. 